Hi, this is Teacher Tails, T-A-I-L-S. I'm Paul Carr. This is episode 36, Samoa, Peace Corps. Pigs, in fact, do fly. My two-year Peace Corps service in Samoa forced me to relearn basic assumptions. For example, pigs and fish flew, birds did not fly, and chicken feathers well, chicken feathers sat at the apex of high medical technology. Pigs flew, my science students assured me, and they were correct, because three of them had observed it with their very own lovely eyes. My reliable senior class president named Tailo, which is laughingly, I don't know, in Samoan, had watched the roof of his hut explode over his head during Hurricane Tusi. He had just frantically chipped a hole in the massive cement water tank, let the water out, and had shoved the last of his brothers and sisters in there to survive the storm. He had scrambled to the communal hut they normally all lived in to get blankets when the roof over his head atomized. He had to lash himself to a support beam post and he laughed with the terror of the doomed. Teacher Paul, he had said, the storm tried to kill me. I saw many things fly above me. You have told us in science class that the clouds and the ocean are not alive. But teacher, the sky was alive. I saw our 200 pig pua'a, which interestingly enough means pig in Samoan, fly up into the sky. My two cousins saw it too. The kid was right. Pigs flew, and it made my teaching science really, really difficult. Birds. Samoa has a variety of flightless birds in the rail family. Samoan rails I saw myself in regularly. I'd be off in the quiet jungle, hiking around, and one of those suckers would squawk and then detonate like a bomb in the jungle foliage to the left or the right, scoot out of visible range. They did not fly. They couldn't. They ran. Fish fly, fact. I'd been on an inter-island boat dipping low in the depths of a water trough. The tips of the cresting waves loomed over our boat on both sides. Suddenly, a spray like shotgun pellets hit the deck. Fish flopped on the deck everywhere. Small children scrambled and fought over them. One child had a fish, held a fish in his left hand, a fish with purple wings. He bit the head off to kill the fish, chewed off those wings, spit them out, and ate that sucker right in front of me. The other children were doing the same. A school of flying fish had sailed over the top of that wave, probably in a desperate attempt to avoid some predator. Unbeknownst to them, a small boat at the bottom of that trough, which was supposed to be a safety zone for them, blocked their way. So, in Samoa, fish flew. Chicken feathers. Samoans had developed a special relationship with dogs. My dog is good. Your dog is very bad. 
Dogs got the idea, and they raided when they could and ran when they had to. Therefore, whenever a person set foot in a village, dogs perked up, honed in on the noise, barked, and charged. The poor visitor had to bend over, grab rocks or a chunk of coral, and nail those incoming doggies ASAP. This I had done many times with a dance kick and a hop to avoid nasty little doggy teeth, which I am sure had not received proper dental care in a long time or more likely ever. Once I visited a village and five baying canines surrounded me. A pitched battle ensued. I threw stones, kicked, and barked back. Three growled and faced me while two snuck behind me. A huge Samoan woman came to my rescue, I thought, with a broom and swept one dog skyward. A sumo-sized grandfather nailed another dog with an ancient teapot, and I smiled. Mistake. A rotten cur made a quick Cossack cavalry charge from behind, and that SOB sunk his teeth in the calf of my leg, and I howled. Blood oozed down all the way to my ankle. Now... That huge Samoan savior woman put her hand on my shoulder in the gentlest of ways, peered down the backside of my leg, and she said, in Samoan, much blood. Not really what I needed to hear. She held me in place and poked the wound. Deep, too. (laughs) Also not good. Get a chicken, she yelled at children in the assembled crowd. A child came forward with a very scrawny and dirty jungle chicken. The child handed the woman the chicken. The woman, who weighed a good 300 pounds, now thrust a fistful of feathers at my face. I will put these on the wound, and you will heal, she told me. The woman and I began wrestling, because I knew on the nine Samoan Islands, little is dirtier than a jungle chicken. I put up a good fight. But my savior was my Samoan swearing. That stopped her cold. She was shocked. There are children here. You should not speak like that. And then she stormed off with her feathers. Next day at school didn't start so well. Teacher Paul asked my class president. Yes. It is said that you were in Tongo Tongo Village yesterday. Is it so? I turned from the board chalk in hand and faced him. Yes, it is so. It is said you refused a chicken medication from the village bush doctor. Many class heads swayed left and right in disbelief. I said nothing. He tried again. It is also said that you are a very good dancer and you fed my uncle's dog. What? Fed your uncle's dog? You stuck your leg in his face when you were doing that dance and it tasted you. I said nothing. One of the kids. Teacher, yes. My mother says you swear very, very well in Samoan. Almost better than the village priest. So there it is. Pigs do fly. Peace Corps was tough. Yeah, so uh, I still have that scar on that leg. That's deep. That's the oh, I had to wrestle with that lady. She wanted to put these filthy chicken feathers on on my uh, my my wound, which I understand, you know, because that that would make it clot. But uh, 
you know, we, we Peace Corps volunteers did not have the thousands of years of natural immunities that the Samoans had. Um, we would get boils and they would last forever. One of the guys in the group got a boil right near his spine, under the skin, and he, he had to go home. Uh, yeah, we, uh, people would lose uh, caps. I had a cap come off on one of my teeth. And uh, it, it wasn't that unusual, you know. And um, Samoans would rock around barefooted, you know. So, I mean, they're tough. They're tough. And they had adapted to that environment. And uh, one time I was on a bus. This, this Samoan uh, a chieftain is sitting behind me. He, he has a sarong of lava lava on. And uh, this, he, he's smoking a cigar. He throws the end of the cigar on the wooden floor of the bus and then grounds it out with his bare calloused foot. And uh, another time I saw a, a chieftain on the bus and this, the cockroaches were big there. He just nails his cockroach with his bare foot. So anyway, uh, yeah, they weren't going to put chicken feathers on, on my wound. And... Uh, that was interesting. I mean, I learned so much stuff. Yeah, I had to. I taught science in uh, Marist Brothers School in the in the one and only city of Apia. Nine hundred kids. Wonderful job. Absolutely wonderful job. And I, I had a, a British curriculum that I used. And um, yeah, we did lots of experiments. And uh, I I had a really difficult time to convince them that things that moved were not necessarily alive like clouds in the ocean um yeah it was a losing battle for me it was a losing battle um but yeah so anyway i learned a lot of stuff in samoa so thank you very much podcast uh, 36 pigs do fly